Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo Inter podcast. Now joining me is Manish to do the match review against uh, Torino. The match we just won one nil at home. Uh, disappointing performance, if you ask me. There was no drive, no intensity. There was no solution to find a goal. It seemed like at the final third they had, they just went brain dead. They didn't know what to do. And without Lukaku, with Jeko and Lautaro now up front, don't know what was happening. It felt like this is a completely new team. It didn't feel like this team has been there from the last two years and even have won the title. It's the same old story again, like complacency. But today it wasn't even being complacent. It was about having zero intensity and zero desire to take the match to Torino. I mean, especially after the loss to Bayern. You would think that the team would come out energized and want to show the fans that they are up for a fight and they are not just going through the motions. But again, as usual, it just feels so bad to watch, especially with the crowd chanting all throughout. The crowd is like rapturous, but still there is no response from the players. Manish, what did you think of this performance? Yeah, no, like you said, you summed it up rightly. You know, because a lot of uh, players seem lost again. And we all expected reaction because I think out of the last four matches, three defeats, I think the first time in a very long time we are going through this phase and we expected reaction, but nothing. The first half, I think Torino had, uh, although Torino had one very good shot, uh, well, we had zero shots on target, they believe, yeah. in the first half. And we thought at least, you know, okay, the first half went bad. At least the second half, players had come up firing. But... No, it, uh, surprisingly, Torino was taking charge. I think the first five or six minutes, Torino was going shot after shot. And what part is scary, Gotham, is last match, okay, although we lost the match, I, th- I think Onana had one of the best man-of-the-match performance. In this match, again, Handanovic being, yeah. I would say, one of the man-of-the-match performances. So something's not right when the keepers be the man-of-the-match. You know, it's normally it's for the opposing team, the smaller sides, when keepers become the man-of-the-match, we understand. But for an Inter... It's, it, it's something's really wrong at the club, yeah? And I think the momentum changed once the Sanabria got uh, sent off. And then after that, the referee changed the decision, gave him a yellow card. But that's when the momentum changed. But until all then, it was full Torino. And hats off to Handanovic for the stops, yeah? Because credit is due when required. I mean, do you think like uh, now Handanovic knows he has competitions with Onana? He knows that he won't be starting all the matches. He has a keeper on the bench who can take, who actually, realistically speaking, should be the starter. If it just wasn't for seniority of Handanovic, Onana would be the starter. Do you think that has given him a second win to like perform better? Or do you think they, the shots were easier for him this time and uh, shots from outside the box, he would still be a statue? No, but the Modi said uh, that's really true because, you know, when players have competition, healthy competition, that's really required for a team, you know, because, you know, players, they know if they're not performing well, they'll be on the bench. Until all these years, I would say, the uh, best part of the last decade, I think uh, Handanovic had absolutely no competition. So he knew no matter what, even though he breaks his arm, he'll come and plaster and he'll come and be a keeper, you know. So, but right now, Onana is coming and the crowd is pressing on Onana. So, yes, Handanovic had to do something different and. First time, I think uh, I think Torino had total nine shots on goal, which of the seven of them on target, and all were good saves. I would say a couple of deflections here and there. Okay, for Handanovic standards, these were actually good saves. Yeah, before uh, with any other keeper, I would say okay, not bad. But Handanovic doing the save that itself is a miracle. 
So yes, this competition is very required. You know, it's very important for each and every position. Now the same thing we had in Devrai's situation because we know Devrai has no backup substitute in his place. Yeah. So you know the complacency comes up. I mean, for me, like uh, I don't know whether to blame Inzaghi or our market for this kind of gameplay. Yes, the attitude is poor, and Inzaghi should be the one to address it. But his hands are also tight. They, the transfer window wasn't that great, and the players, yeah, we haven't strengthened actually from last season. And if you see the performance, the one thing that worries me is because this season is going to be intense. The matches come thick and fast. And if this is the intensity we are showing at home against a team like Torino, I mean, Torino aren't bad, but you should be scoring like easy two, three goals against them. And at least be comfortable, not struggle against teams like this. Yes, I understand like you grinding victories is important to win the title, but grinding like this with zero intensity is not the way to go about it. And I don't know if it is Inzaghi's fault or if his hands are tied, like he wanted a better window, he wanted to strengthen the squad, now he's limited with the squad. Also, does it feel like the team doesn't want to overstress themselves because the matches come thick and fast and they are like taking, being too lethargic for now? Do you think that mentality needs to change? Or do you think what's happening now is fine as long as we win matches? Oh, actually, uh, you know, so, like I think the news came out just a few days back that Inter is technically on the market mm. with that scenario. So, like you saw last year with Chelsea, you know, the same situation happened where the owners are forced to sell the club. Uh, and that created a lot of unrest because uh, Inter, again, like things are not happening on the pitch and off the pitch also, like a lot of issues are happening. So, yes, this all small, small things. It makes a very big difference. And you're talking about the mentality of players. Actually, the transfer market, which I got, and yes, we haven't signed any players, but at the same time, we haven't lost any of the star guys. You know, we haven't mm-hmm. lost, okay, we lost Perisic on a contract renewal issue, but other than that, we never lost our main core. The back three still remains. Uh, the front two, we intend uh, strengthen with Lukaku. So, yeah. pretty much our squad is intact. So, it's all about the mentality. It's not about the transfer market. And players like Gusens, Bellanova, you saw the freshness like Bellanova brought in because although he didn't do anything much, but when he and Mkhitaryan came on, you could see that freshness, that drive. That's why Inzaghi has to do substitutions a bit early, you know. But uh, yeah, and like I said, uh, Gotham, it's not just men, it's the mentality for the players as well as the coaches. And this impo- this win, it's like a monumental result, you know, because the players, the coaches, the staff, everybody needed this win. It was much uh, needed win. Yeah, and also one other thing is like uh, Onana is not starting. We know Onana might start uh, all Champions League games and Cup games probably. I think league is given to Handanovic. And uh, like you said, there's Belonova, there's Mikitarian. And but, so they are not starting, even though they need to be given a chance. It's like your actual starting level is almost the same every game. That breeds complacency as well because if Brozovic knows, if he has a bad game, he won't, or not one bad game, if he is, has a string of bad games, he won't be dropped. Because for some reason, Inzaghi sticks to the same starting level, regardless of form. Yes, we understand like form is the temporary class is permanent, the age-old dialogue and stuff. But <laughs> now, since you have depth in such places, at least, at least you have one other person who can start. It's not a compromise. It's not like Galliatini is starting. I mean, you can have Bellanova starting. 
so, so is this kind of a thing which you can put on Inzaghi then that he has made sure like the starting eleven can feel comfortable knowing that they won't be benched. Yeah, like we saw Inzaghi again is a bit stubborn coach, you know, and he does his late substitutions and we crying and praying like Gusen's come on early and he brought him like five minutes before the end of time. So Inzaghi is a stubborn coach in that way. So it's not going to be flexible. He said that also after Onana had a very good game against Bayern Munich. He said, yeah, Onana didn't do any great saves. I mean, which coach says that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, in turn, he should motivate this player. Yes, although Onana never played before, but he had a brilliant match. Saying certain words, you know, it motivates and boosts the player's confidence. But he said, no, I'm clear Handana is going to start. And he also said that I didn't bench the players because, you know, because of the lack of form in the previous press conference. He said that because they're tired, I just gave them rest. So certain things, and I think Inzaghi is not a player's coach. You know, he's not the guy who can talk nicely and motivate yeah. uh, players like Mourinho or Conte does. He's not that type of coach. And I think Inter needs, need of the hour is, you know, somebody like a uh, military type, you know, surgeon who drills the instructions and screens the players. Those type of player coaches do well actually at Inter. So that is what I think uh, Inzaghi's, it's his uh, personality that is very uh, calm guy, composed guy. He cannot motivate players. That is affecting us right now. I think, yeah, I think, and I think you hit the nail on the head. This team requires a dictators like Conte and exactly. to like drill them on the pitch so that they don't become complacent. I think you have someone like Screenier who can't do it, but I think his mind, I think he needs some time to recover from the drama that happened during the transfer window. Exactly. He's not, I think he's not mentally 100% into the season right now. So I think he'll improve, but he's one of the leaders who like always like motivates players. I'm not seeing that much nowadays, but I think the transfer market has affected him. Do you think like uh, also do you think like we were missing Lukaku this game, or do you think that wouldn't have made much of a difference? No, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Why Gotham? See, if you check last year under Conte or two years back, the Inter had a style of play. Although they played from the back. But everybody knew it. The system, it was like so perfect. It was like a military operation, you know, like two players go in the right, yeah. one girl goes in there. Everything so perfectly, like a clockwork, you say that. Everything, like for example, that uh, tactical play at Barcelona when Inter played a new camp. Uh, it started from Handanovic, it went from Correct. the back. Yeah. And then I think string of eight or ten passes and then Sensi just narrowly missed. So that type is... Conti's perfection. That's what he's master at, you know, because he does that routine thing, training, same and same patterns of attacking play. So the team blindly knows, okay, the players where they are. Right now, I see nothing of such. Right now, for us to create something like this has to be a miracle, you know. <laughs> you have to actually pray for something like that to come up because it, it's not going to happen because I don't think Inzaghi has, Inzaghi has given freedom to the players, but the players are lost because Conti is more of a systems manager, you know, more in the formations and stuff. And somehow, right like, now, yeah, yeah, and also like yeah. somehow I'm feeling like the crosses are being back to when uh, oh, who did we have? Like he could Spelletti, never Spelletti type. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the crosses are never reaching, and we have such good headers of the ball, and we are not taking advantage of any of it. None of our set pieces are working. And what needs to change to get these people like set pieces to be better? Yeah, that that's the other thing because I think DiMarco is one of the best set pieces last season or two. But now, zero assists this season. And yeah. the corners, I think I don't think we scored from a corner if I'm mistaken here. I'm not sure. But our corners have been really poor. 
and set pieces not in place and we have good headers i think we had a couple of good crosses actually this yeah. game uh, but it was not corners i think um, alathor narrowly missed and jacko had a free header which he completely ballooned over <laughs> so you know i think the crosses more and more because you know what dumfries over the last couple of games he was heston crossing whereas we are begging just give it a cross you know more problem with its mistake or so same thing i was glad at least belanor tried although he didn't reach the player but you know that that improves the confidence yeah. so we have good headers like you said but it ha- i think inzagi has to decide what he wants to do if he wants a wing backs to wallet crosses he has to drill that from the training session because we saw belanor had a lot of acres of space in front of him but he was lost he didn't know what to do should he yeah. take on his guy and cross or should he stop back and give back to the defender i think he couple of times he took on players and gave a cross but seeing that his crosses weren't that good he lost confidence and started playing back so gotham that that's what zalon inzagi which he has to drill you know on the training sessions you know wing backs cross it throw overload across has to be done yeah. so for you who do you think is the man of the match today for me hands down uh, i think handanovic <laughs> seven stops he did uh because although he did two or three stops for me that itself would be a man of match performance but seven stops for handanovic standard is is uh, really good and it's actually like i said gotham it's actually scary when last two games the keepers are being man of the match so i don't know if it's a good thing or not but i'm happy to see handanovic do the saves but something's really wrong in defense for me the defense seems broken yeah, yeah same thing for me like handanovic finally a man of the match performance but like you said like keepers getting man of the match means we are not doing things right a keeper should yeah. be the man of the match i mean so after hanovic who would, who would you say was the second best player of the night i i would give it to lautaro because i think like he has been he has improved so much from last season he's a fighter now he doesn't go down easy yes at the 94th minute he went down for a challenge but <laughs> that every player would do to waste time but apart from that he has changed so much wherein like he will fight with the defender he will out muscle the defender and he will go front and especially now with lukaku once lukaku is back you have two players who won't go down easy who will bully the defenders that's what we right. need so i yeah for me lautaro would be the second best performer today perfect it's the same choice for me as lautaro was uh it's a very close call between lautaro and danage things that we never gave handanage enough credit over the last couple of seasons so uh so that's why i would say handanovic pips the award for man of the match second goes lautaro yes and yeah. also i think decent performances from darmian you know he did a work of shift he played on yeah. the left flank then he came on the right flank again he went to the left flank he did his duty nothing great but from the wing backs he was quite impressive yeah the the only problem i see is like in the final third there are not of ideas for some reason it's like they haven't trained these situations before <laughs> you you take control of the midfield so many times you see the runs happening and then the players aren't in the right position or like you said the player with the ball freezes and he doesn't know what to do it should like it's content was drilled you can close your eyes and you can do the blind yeah. passes you can do yeah. that you know, you know what funny comparison i'm thinking of with the simeon in like last couple of matches it's like a boxing match you know like the first uh, i think four rounds where you just hold on you defend <laughs> and the last 20 minutes when opposition is out of gas or when the boxer is completely you attack so <laughs> i think same thing in milan derby and now with this game is like i think the other team was closing us down for the first we could do nothing but you could see torino so exhausted of the last 
15 or 20 odd minutes where Inter was then taking initiative. I think, I don't know, it's uh, maybe a Rocky Balboa strategy by Zaghi. <laughs> <laughs> like, just hold your horses. Last when they exhausted, when they tired, that's where you attack. That's why last 20 minutes, you know, we had a lot of chances. But the whole game was absolutely nothing before that. Yeah, I mean, even if we get chances, we need to be clinical. Like, Jekko, yes. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, I don't know. He might score <laughs> he one cannot goal finish. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're, if you're subbing for Lukaku, when Lukaku is injured, you need to be clinical because you know the person who will come back will bury these chances. You, so, you need to bury these chances as well. And Jekko, I think, is kind of the weak link right now up ahead with Lautaro. Yeah, but... But the thing is, Korea also came on. Uh, nothing he did. So at least Zako yeah. has the ball. He tracks back. But like you said, he cannot score. That's the issue. But Korea also, I don't think he gets the ball much. You hardly see him. The moment he gets the ball, he tries to jump over it. Or he does some tricky passes to Lazaro. We need players like Lukaku to hold the ball. You know, that's very yeah. important. I mean, they should have the confidence to take the shot on target. Like Lautaro, he just if it's even if it's just outside the box, if he has half a chance, he just takes it. Yes, some like 50 or 50 50, either it goes in or it doesn't, but he's not scared to take the chance. And he's correct, correct. He doesn't push it back again. Like, if it's there, he will shoot now. Right. Also, I think Barella had a very bad game, except for the last uh, cross which he did, correct. which I'm glad he did that because he was going to a very rough patch. And I think a lot of passes, the last 15 minutes, he was misplacing passes, he was doing this. Zeko a couple of times tried to pass to him, he lost the ball. and. He seemed completely off, but I'm happy that he stayed on the pitch and he gave that assist because I think this was required for Barella. We need to see the Barella. I mean, he is actually midfield engine, you know, but now it seems the engine seems to be down. <laughs> yeah, I think, today like, the, no. today, like, I think almost the entire team was lacking that intensity. So, I, exactly. I wouldn't just put it on Barella, but I would say like they, almost the entire team, they were just, I think they were just playing... Mental block, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they, I think they decided like we are going to get like one or two goals. Let us not put any effort. And <laughs> first half was like the worst performance of Inter I've seen in a long time. And I think the stat said that in zero shots on target. Yeah, first, first time. I think it's for first time for Inzaghi for Inter. Yeah. You know, like Inter shoot on target in first half. Crazy. <laughs> So now off to the next match. What do you expect? Do you expect the intensity to increase the next time, or it takes? Uh, no, you I, think Inzaghi can't drill this team to be more intense? No, I think Inzaghi. It's the issue on Inzaghi. I don't think the team can be much more intense than this because, like, like you said, Skriniar seems a bit off. A lot of players seem heavy. Like, yeah. I think the conditioning or something seems really bad this time. I don't know what. Okay, I know the season started early, uh, mm. but it's not just for us. Everyone is playing early, right? It's not just Inter playing early. So the conditioning of the players in the preseason, from the preseason matches, I was studying the last video also. The conditioning seems very poor this season. If a guy like Pintus was there, obviously yeah. everyone would be nice in condition, but we don't have that. So people like Skriniar seems off, Debray seems off, Brozovic and Barrel seems heavy legged, and you know, like that quickness, that speed is not there. You know, every time when you go in a tackle. We always come second best. That's why. Yeah. Also, that passing, you know, right runs, that that uh, half a second speed, that's what we're lacking at this stage. So, I think something has to come, change drastically for that to happen. I don't think miraculously from the next game, Champions League, that everything clicks into its place. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think it's going to be, again, a very tough match because you're playing away. 
yeah. against Victoria Pilsen. And it's their first Champions League match in their home stadium. So you can expect the crowd behind their back. Uh, so I think, again, it's going to be a very tough and challenging match. I hope it doesn't come like this match what we had today. And But I think I'm expecting a very tough fight. Yeah. So and there you have it, folks. That was our review of a match win against Torino. What do you think? Do you think there's something wrong with the defence that Handanovic had to make saves and luckily made saves and now came up with a man-of-the-match performance? Where do you think we are going wrong? Is it Inzaghi's limitations that's costing the team? And what do you think will happen in the next match in the Champions League? Do like, subscribe and comment below. And Forza Inter. Forza Inter, guys. <laughs>